Chapter Ten of Mrs. Solomon Smith Looking On by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten. Perhaps she is nearer right than some of us. Of course," said Mister Jonas Smith in a shorter tone than a gentleman should use toward an old lady, and added, while two of the young people indulged in their inevitable giggle. How could people get to and from church in large cities if the street cars didn't run? Oh, then they only run them just about church time? said the old lady in a relieved tone. Well, I don't know, but that's a good plan. Why not, as well as for folks to get out their own horses and a good deal better for them that hasn't got any horses to get out? And do any considerable number of the drivers go to church? Whereupon the laugh became general among the younger portion, somewhat to Mr. Jonas's discomfiture. He had a dim idea that part of it might belong to him. Not much they don't, volunteered one of the young men. Why, madame, Sunday is their busiest day. They don't have time even to eat their dinners like Christians, but munch a cold bite as they drive along. But there isn't a meeting beginning all the time said mrs smith aghast she was in thorough earnest having fully believed that the cars were run solely for the accommodation of churchgoers there had been no covert sneer in her words meeting no that is the smallest part of their sunday work if they only took people to and from church they could have half the day for whistling or sleeping I am inclined to think they would spend it that way for they have to begin work early and quit late but they put on a double line of cars on some of the routes for Sunday, and keep them going steadily from morning till night. And where do all the people go to? I don't know, everywhere. Half of them go visiting, and some go to the park if it is pleasant enough, and some go to distant parts of the town on errands that they haven't time for on other days. Lots of people go house-hunting on Sunday, stare up at the houses that they think they would like, and mark them for next day's use. For that matter, hundreds of them get the keys and survey premises without any scruples about it. Then a great army of hard-working people, boys and girls, factory hands you know, and people of that class, ride for the pure fun of taking a ride, going somewhere, and having things a little different from other days. There are places enough to go to, and people enough to keep every carman as busy as a bee in a hive that i know upon my word erskine lisped one of the young ladies you would make a good lecturer on moral reform i had no idea you felt so deeply on the sabbath question the young man flushed and laughed lightly as he said you had no idea that i felt deeply on any subject i presume i am not surprised at that but as to feeling i am merely stating facts for mrs smith's benefit each person has a right to draw his own inferences. They are solemn facts, said Mrs. Smith simply, and shalt honor him not doing thine own ways nor finding thine own pleasure. That's the direction, and it seems a great many people are paying no attention to it, though the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. There's one plain thing, a Christian has no business on them cars on the Sabbath day then one of the aristocratic aunts came to the front my dear madame you 
are not used to argument i take it you ignore the important fact that these rude pleasure-seekers who as a rule belong to the lower classes have nothing in common with us and that because they choose to use the street-cars for purposes of their own is no reason why we who are on our way to the house of god should not use the same conveyance in the cause of worship but mrs smith shook her head that won't do ye bring wrath on israel by profaning the sabbath that is what the lord will have to say one of these days to them christians that uphold such wrongdoing and help along with their money besides i reckon the folks who go to church don't go labelled and the drivers and other lookers-on have no means of telling whether they are going to church or a visiting that is of very little consequence declared the aristocratic aunt what difference do you suppose it makes to me what people think to his own master he standeth or falleth that is scripture too i believe and she sat back with a severely complacent smile as if much gratified with herself for having vindicated her side and produced a bible verse to sustain her that's true said mrs smith in no wise quenched that's true enough so far as judging of other folks is concerned the lord wants to do that himself because he understands all the little hidden things that we know nothing about but i guess it won't apply to folks not caring what other people think of em because the same lord told us to be careful about that let not your good be evil spoken of says he and then he reminded us that we had got to be known by our fruits and he says he set us here to be lights so that folks who looked at us and saw how we lived would glorify him for it i guess it makes a slight bit of difference what the street-car drivers think of us i guess like enough the lord will ask us why we let our going to church on his day be evil spoken of by using evil means to get there i was not aware that i had pronounced the means evil said the aristocratic aunt and her voice was several degrees haughtier oh well that don't need any pronouncing from human lips it stands right over against the command remember the sabbath day to keep it holy not doing thine own ways nor finding thine own pleasure of course everybody can see that them poor street-car drivers and conductors ain't keeping the sabbath day holy and they're doing their own ways though like enough they don't see any other way to earn their bread poor fellows i suppose they ain't learned to trust the lord they don't have time to think about him the trouble is when a christian man or woman gets on them cars on the holy sabbath day and rides a little while they say to em you car drivers ain't of no account we've nothing to do with your souls it is your business to take us to church we're going to worship god whether you have any chance to worship him or not is nothing to us now you see the lord said he made of one blood all the nations of the earth and he told us to love our neighbors as well as we did ourselves and he made it pretty plain that even them drivers are our neighbors whether they are on their way to jericho or somewhere else there's no getting away from our duty to them i could not determine whether erskine was really interested or whether mrs smith's quaint ways amused him and he wanted to draw her out by interposing an objection at this point 
but mrs smith the cars would run on sabbath all the same if none of the church people patronized them not one-tenth part of their revenue comes from church-goers i presume that may all be true said the old lady with assured tone but don't you see young man to his own master he standeth or falleth the lord isn't going to ask me why some people helped rob him of his day by making the cars take them a-visiting on sunday them that go a-visiting will have to tell him their own story and answer for their doings as best they can whatever they say won't alter the fact that he will say to me mrs solomon smith why did you help shut them poor fellows out of heaven by putting in your example to help them break my laws didn't you know that to obey was better than sacrifice it was worthy of thought that quaint and strange as this way of putting it was something in the tone or the words or the influence of the spirit whose breathings they were hushed the group around the breakfast-table into decorous attention the questioner seemed satisfied at least he pursued that portion of the subject no farther but after a moment or so of silence asked but what would you have people do the fact remains that a great many ladies at least cannot get to church at all unless they ride on the cars do you think it would be right for them to habitually stay at home from church when the street cars pass their door every five minutes seems to me i have heard a bible verse about straining a gnat and swallowing a camel wouldn't that apply mrs smith laid down her knife and fork and fixed penetrative gray eyes on the young man's face as she said suppose i hadn't a pair of shoes to my name and suppose the lord knew i hadn't no way of earning any and that i couldn't no way that i could fix it go to church without em which do you suppose he would tell me to do stay at home or steal your shoes and go in the midst of the general laugh which this sentence provoked she added you see i believe that the folks who can't get to know church on sunday without helping somebody to break the sabbath and can't find any other place to live nearby to a church better tell the lord all about it and ask him what to do seeing there's them two bars of his that of course it ain't right to break down remember the sabbath day to keep it holy and to obey is better than sacrifice i don't believe he looks upon his commandments as no bigger than gnats even then one of the sillier misses was not quenched but had a tart question to put mrs smith when you lived on that farm you were telling us about the other day didn't you ride to church for my part i can't see the distinction between car horses and farm horses yes said mrs smith taking a swallow of tea from her saucer i rode to church every sunday of my life we got up early and did the necessary work and tended to the critters we give them a better breakfast than usual because it was the sabbath and packed our dinner in the basket to eat at noon and filled the foot-stove with coals and started and when we got to the little white meeting-house solomon would drive into one of the sheds and tie the horses and at noon he would get out their bag of oats and set them to eat their sunday dinner and there they would stand and rest and eat they always had an extra mess of oats 
and if they didn't know it was Sunday, it wasn't because they didn't have a day of rest. Other days they worked from sunrise to sunset, stepping spry. But Sundays it was only to take us to the corners and back again. And neither Solomon nor I ever had to stay away from church on their account. Did you say, dear, that you didn't see no difference between that and riding on the street cars? If the dear really hadn't seen the difference, she saw it now, and had wit enough to join in the laugh that followed at her expense. Altogether, Laura was satisfied. Her old friend had come off in flying colors. Whether or not her arguments were unanswerable, certainly no one had answered them. She is sharp, said Erskine as we left the table, and he lingered beside Lita and her mother. She is just as sharp as steel. It is fun to talk with her, but a fellow has to keep all his wits at work and then get worsted. Perhaps she is nearer right than some of us, too. The most complacent listener at the breakfast table had been Mrs. Jonas Smith. I could but watch the satisfied expression of her face and wonder a little over the kind way in which she declared that she believed in people following out their convictions of right, whether others agreed with them or not. "'Bible verses seem to be our chief bill of fare here this morning,' she said with a pleasant laugh. I remember one that Brother Solomon was fond of quoting when he was a young man. To him that knoweth to do good, and doeth not, to him it is sin. I suppose it applies equally to those who think things are wrong, and then do them. I, for one, respect Maria's scruples. She is not used to the lawless ways of a great city, and cannot be expected to approve of them." Whether Mrs. Solomon Smith was to be expected to approve of Sabbath-breaking after she became used to it did not quite appear. When we reached the parlors, the reason for her tolerance came to the surface. "'You must take possession of the back parlor this morning, Maria. It will be deserted, and you can have a nice, cozy time all to yourself. Harris, move the large green chair from the front parlor over here by the register.' The morning is unusually cold. I don't know whether there are any books down here that you will care to read, but Lita shall bring you a number from the library, and you can select for yourself. The picture must have looked inviting. Mrs. Solomon Smith was fond of reading. She turned beaming eyes on her sister-in-law, but answered without hesitation. I don't believe I shall have any time this morning. I've got a little bit of fixing to do, and it must be most time to start for church. Oh! If you have studied intonation very much, you will be able to imagine how much that oh expressed without my trying to tell you. I did not suppose you would go to church this morning, after all I have heard. You would have to ride on the streetcars, you know. Bless your heart! No, I wouldn't. Jonas said it wasn't more than five minutes' ride in the cars, and I can walk as far as that would be without any trouble. Oh, I shall go to church, a nice bright morning like this, and me feeling unusually well and strong. I couldn't think of staying away. Besides, I promised Solomon I'd hear for him today. He is uncommon fond of good solid preaching. The easy chair and the cozy corner and the tempting books were of no avail. 
the strong-hearted old lady came downstairs presently shod in arctic rubbers which made her feet look nearly as large again as usual her long dark green camlet cloak securely buttoned from throat to feet her neat black velvet bonnet of a pattern that might almost have dated back to her youth and a strong cotton umbrella to serve in lieu of a cane it was still early so none of the street-car party were visible several loungers who had chosen not to go to church at all stood in parlor and hall ready for any amusement that offered laura in her handsome winter suit of velvet and silk looked like a young princess beside her old friend we had had but little talk together since breakfast mamma she had said with the little ring of determination which girls at nineteen like to put into their voices i am going to walk to church with auntie smith are you i said quietly then there will be three of us she came and wound both arms about me in a caressing way that she had as she said you dear mamma you always do such nice things and you do them so quietly without any of the high pressure that i have to get up i wish i could be more like you mamma i was afraid you would go in the car and after all that had been said i could not endure to have you thank you daughter i said and i could not help laughing a little the town in which we live does not boast of street cars and it so happens that the question of sabbath riding had never come up before her i had not the slightest idea of riding to church your father and i settled that matter long ago as inconsistent for us at least and you know that even mrs jonas smith's decision was to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin mamma why didn't you join in the discussion my dear did you think our old friend stood in special need of help she laughed brightly and said no more then we went downstairs to wait for our old lady End of chapter 10